Let's go, girls. Hey, Amanda. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm sorry to hear you're sick. That oh. sucks. <laughs> it's horrible. I have had this since it's like going on a week now, so I sound like a man. Um, the worst. It is. And then I went up north. We were like an hour from Canada, so it was it was cold, and yeah. it just got even worse. I don't know why I went hunting, but <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I just got over one last week, and um, I of course went duck hunting in the cold. It wasn't like Canada cold, but yeah, I mean it was in the 20s at night. Oh yeah, and I just I mean, got to power through. You know, I, anything to go. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know people. It's funny. So I grew up um, on the Cape. So people always called striper fishermen like crazy because you can go out at like midnight. Sometimes that's when they're biting the best, and it's the same yeah. for waterfowl. It's like you go out, you get up at three o'clock sometimes. Three in the morning. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right, well let's yeah. dive right in. Sounds good. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, have you ever done a podcast before? No. So I have to be honest. I'm like also really nervous and <laughs> I'm, moving, I'm moving to Omaha tomorrow from Minnesota mm-hmm. for a new job. And I'm literally outside. I've, it's been a long week. I've been packing all week. And um, I finally just said, you know what? I'm done today. I've got family loading up the U-Haul right now. I'm in my sweatpants. Oh, I've got a glass so nice. of wine and I'm sitting outside. Yeah, so I'm ready for this. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, I definitely want to ask about that move because that's a big one. Yeah. But I want to know first, too, how did you find the podcast? I found you guys on Instagram. I can't, I think it's because I follow Sydney Broadway. Yeah. She's okay. like one of the first ladies I followed online that hunts. Me and she too. actually inspired me to start duck hunting and do the whole Instagram thing. I started, you know, trying to get a following on Instagram and the outdoor community. And she was one of those first people that really inspired me. So I think that's how I found you guys. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. the same goes for me too. So why don't you tell our listeners, uh, we'll back up a little bit and just tell me and our listeners where you're from, who you are and what you're all about. Sure. So um, it's kind of a long story how I got into the outdoors. So I'm, my name's Amanda Johnson and I'm 25 and I live in Minneapolis well, actually, as of tomorrow, I live in Omaha, which is crazy. Um, How but yeah, so that? what's that distance? It's like 400 miles, I think. So it's not terrible. I'm just um, like geographically challenged when it comes to anything out west. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. So basically, it's just southwest five and a half hours from me. So it's an easy drive. It's interstates all the way through. Oh, nice. um, but yeah, anyway, so I didn't grow up hunting. Um, my family, I grew up in the suburbs of Minneapolis, um, super into sports, played hockey and softball, and that's like all I ever did. I I'm played hockey. Cool. Did you really? Yeah, very cool. No way. I didn't know they, <laughs> is hockey big out there? It is. It's really big in the Northeast. Um, I mean, we have a lot of big college teams um, play hockey up here, but um, yeah, it's, pr- it's pretty big up here. I grew up, I started playing hockey when I was about six. No way. That's um, so yeah. cool. And I played up until high school, but I got a few concussions. So my senior year was, was it for me. I had to hang up. The That's heartbreaking. I actually, so I played hockey through high school and this past year I laced up the skates again and joined this, like, it's not a beer league. It's more competitive than that. Everybody is like from Minnesota and played at a high level, like varsity hockey or college hockey. And it's huge out there, of course. Oh yeah. Like if you don't like hockey here, they'll look at you cross-eyed. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's the state <laughs> of hockey. So I mean, that's funny. Yeah, but anyways, so I picked up the skates again and I was in this league. Um, mostly guys, honestly, it was co-ed. And I mean, there's probably like 40 guys and three girls. Oh my God. And I actually ended up getting a really nasty concussion in May and I can't play anymore. And it's just heartbreaking, but I'm still going to pick up the skates and, you know, go play pond hockey in the winter and all that, which is fun. And Honestly, that's the best anyway, but I can totally relate on the concussion side of things because that was that was probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through was this past summer, just healing from that. Yeah, it, it is heartbreaking. And it's, it's I got one like almost every year of high school. And it's just like once you finally get back on the ice, you're like, OK, I can do this. And then you really get going and you just you can't push yourself. I mean, it's your brain. Yeah. And, you know, hockey shape, no matter how much you work out. Like I did CrossFit for a while and I tried to jump back into hockey and I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I do CrossFit, whatever. And uh, hockey shape is a whole different kind of shape. You think you're in shape and then you try to skate and 
you know what? You're going to be behind and you're going to be sucking wind. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just using different muscles in your legs when you push off. It's, it's really, it's, it is a lot different than what you're yeah. typically doing in the gym. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Though. Oh. What position did you play? I played center for the most Me part. Me too. Really? <laughs> yeah, center and right. right wing. Okay, yeah, I played center and left, but mostly center. And I just, I loved being a forward and I, I loved making plays and setting other people up for goals. That was yeah. kind of my specialty was like the saucer passes or making a move and then making a sweet pass into the slot, you know. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, that. I think I think setting someone up and getting the assist is even more rewarding than getting the goal. Oh, it's way better. Yeah. I didn't even you, it wouldn't happen without you. Right, exactly. And the other person's happy and it's exciting and everybody's involved and it's it's great. Right. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, it's time to go to the topic here. <laughs> so you grew up in the suburbs and your you didn't grow up typically in the outdoors. So how did you get introduced to it? So I was always outside as a kid. Yeah. Didn't grow up hunting or fishing really. I I bass fished a tiny bit with my grandpa growing up. Um, but not super often. Um, I can imagine a lot of pond hockey was in your childhood. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> we, we skated until we couldn't feel our feet. Oh my I mean, gosh. that's probably really bad, but I mean, yeah. we skated all along. Um, <laughs> but I was the kid who was always outside. I was climbing trees, watching birds. You know, I always loved being outdoors and I loved animals, but I just didn't really know about this whole other world that existed. Yeah. Um, and then I met my boyfriend senior year of high school. And I knew he hunted and fished and I was honestly kind of weirded out about it because <laughs> I, was, I didn't really know anything about guns. And it was just right. like I said, foreign world to me and guns freaked me out. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, oh, even today. I mean, like my boyfriend bought me a pistol, but I can't even like I, I'm still not comfortable with pistols. Like I could shoot a long gun all day, but when it comes yeah. to a pistol, it's something about it just freaks me out. That's totally valid too. And I mean, it was just kind of gradual for me. I'm going to get a handgun now that I'm going to be living alone in Nebraska. Right. So I need to learn about all of that sort of stuff too. Um, yeah. But anyway, so they took me, this is not, not a knock on them, my boyfriend and his dad. They took <laughs> me to a guy's night at the trap range. Oh. I had never picked up a gun before. Um, so that I think was intimidating, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's super intimidating, and I was shaking in my boots, and they were like, here, um, here's the safety, don't point your barrel at anybody, like, let's give this a shot. Yeah. You know, and for, they grew up, I mean, Matt's dad raised three boys, so kind of just throwing them in like that is totally fine, but he's never um, had a daughter, and it was all new for them too, but they just kind of um, threw me in there and I was shooting and I was like, kind of hurts my shoulder. Yeah. Oh I quit. So a trap round is 25. You get 25 clay pigeons. And I think I shot at like five maybe. And I just turned around and I was like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then I just like handed my gun off to somebody else. And they're like, Oh, we've never seen that before. But I mean, for women and you know, I've learned this more and more as I get into the industry and as I talk to more females in the industry, the hunting and fishing world and guns is just kind of an intimidating, not super welcoming environment for women. It's just, I mean, a bunch of men that have grown up doing it their whole lives, you know, right. and it's just hard to kind of just jump right in. You don't know what you're doing. You're not super confident. And that's why I've been so inspired to do what I do. Um, I try to get as many women outdoors as possible and give them a female-friendly environment to learn in so they're comfortable and they build that confidence. And, you know, they're just not thrown out at guys' night with a bunch of men, grown men, doing this their whole life, watching them, drinking a bunch of beers. And, you know, you've never done this before, and it's scary. Um, so that's what really got me into helping other women. That's what motivates me is kind of my non-traditional start there. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I mean, I kind of left off on that story. I kind of gradually, I went back again and, you know, they kind of slowed it down for me. And I think I shot at like a pizza box or something um, at their private land that they have. And, you know, they were just like, hey, this is how this works. We didn't, they didn't know I was going to get scared by the gun, you know. Um, and then from there, I just started going on hunts with them. I didn't have my hunter safety, so I would just walk along and observe. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is really cool. They're outside, they're getting dirty, they're in the mud, and they get to, you know, see all this cool wildlife, and not to mention, you get a great organic food source. I'm all about that, too. Right. So, 
I mean, just from there, it kind of blossomed. I mean, it happened slowly, but it also kind of happened all at once for me. I know that makes no sense. <laughs> no, it definitely I was, does. I was committed and I was into it. I went all out. I am just like obsessed. It's virtually all I do on the weekends. When I have free time, the only thing I want to do is like train my dog and go hunting. Yeah, <laughs> so that is awesome. That's, that's it for me. I mean, I mean, yeah. For me too, it, it, I started just following my dad's in the woods and following my dad, my dad, I have one dad, following my dad in the woods and just sitting in the blind with him and just yeah. getting my butt up in the morning, freezing cold. And I remember like before I spent any money on my own gear, I had hand-me-down stuff from him and he's like six foot. I'm five, yes. five, five, six. And I'm in like my hunter boots, like my hunter rain boots i'm like these are not warm yeah. like who do i think no I am? insulation whatsoever yeah and i was <laughs> yeah. like having four pairs of wool socks on wasn't cutting it and i was like yeah i really enjoy doing this and i guess i'm gonna have to start spending some money on my own stuff because i am not wearing your clothing so, oh that's so great <laughs> so I, like, I went all in and i was like i just need to it's now i need to invest my money and my time into it yeah you kind of have to try it out and test the water first so to speak i mean my first time you won't believe this so my first time duck hunting it was in Kansas. That's where I went to college. My boyfriend and his buddies would go out every Saturday and every Sunday. They get up super early. And I'm like, what is this? I need to see what this is all about. Right. I hadn't been duck hunting yet. Um, and they're like, well, do you have waiters? And I was like, of course I don't have waiters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Let me well, just grab my waiters from like, my college dorm closet. <laughs> yeah. I did not have waiters. And I was like, I really want to go. And I kind of, you know, I was super adamant about it. I was like, I don't know why this time I want to go, but I want to go tomorrow. Right. So... My boyfriend, he's great. He like is very inclusive and always takes me along. And he's like, all right, we're going to come up with a plan. He's just such a problem solver. So <laughs> we went to Walmart and we got a, they only had pink. They had a bright pink inner tube and we blew that up. And I literally set my butt in the inner tube and they drug me along to this island we were going to duck hunt in. And that's how I got in oh, and out. Oh my God. <laughs> his friends thought he was insane. And he's like, no, you guys, like she wants to go. How many girls do you know that want to even go out, let alone do it in these crazy conditions? Right. So he was super supportive. And I mean, I didn't carry a gun that day, I don't think. And I just watched them. They slayed the birds. It was amazing. It was so cool. You know, right before shoot time, the, the birds, you can hear them and you're like, oh my God, the longest five minutes of my life. Yeah. Um, but it was just so incredible. And yeah, I have lots of crazy stories like that just because I didn't have the equipment right away. And I still don't. I still have a lot of hand-me-downs that I use that aren't, you know, necessarily ideal. Right. But starting to slowly build my repertoire as I get more and more into it and try different types of hunting. So I do have my own waders now, which is great. <laughs> that, I, I know, I, I did buy my own pair of waders, but I, I think I need to, well, actually, I think they were, my boyfriend or my dad got them me for a gift. It's bad that I don't know that. Um, but I realized, I'm like, this isn't cutting it. Like, I need women's waders. Like, the buckle is right at my boob. Like, I can't do this. Yes. And, like, that's the thing. I didn't buy the right waders. I need to get different ones because they literally, like, go, they cut. I don't know if I can say this, but, like, they, like, yeah, literally cut. Like, it doesn't fit me. And everybody's like, what's up with your waders? I'm like, dude, I'm a girl. Like, I don't, I thought I bought women's waders, but I guess I didn't. They don't fit right. right. So, the crotch is hanging low, and you're like, this is just not comfortable. It's the worst. <laughs> I'll so, find some good ones eventually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's going to be my Christmas present to myself. Oh, yeah, good idea. So, I wanted to ask too, I wanted to back up a little bit. And you said you, what really inspired you too to keep going was introducing other women into the outdoors. How do you go about doing that? Is it your, friends is it do you go up to strangers so we live in a world of social media I mean I have met so many incredible women on Instagram which I mean some like my parents and adults look at me crazy when I say that mm -hmm. because they're just like they didn't grow up like that but I've met so many incredible people on there and I've kind of built my female outdoor tribe on social media and that's been a huge part of it and then what's fantastic is People see, you know, my pictures online, people that I personally know, grew up with, went to school with, whatever. And a couple have reached out to me and they're like, hey, I see all this hunting and adventurous stuff you're doing. How do I get involved with that? And that just like, that's really what motivates me is when people who don't hunt or fish, females specifically, reach out to me and say, hey, I want to try this. I mean, that's just, it makes me so happy. So 
my best friend from eighth grade, she lives in Chicago now. Um, so she came to Minnesota this past spring and we went turkey hunting and she was like, I got to try this. She didn't have her hunter safety or anything. So she wasn't shooting, but she came along with me and she just loved it. And the funniest part is that was the worst hunt I have ever been on. <laughs> like everything went wrong. Why? And she's just what like, made it bad? Oh, you know, we had to, I scouted the night before and the turkeys ended up roosting on private land across the road. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, I still want to go. Do you still want to go, Liz? And she's like, yep, I want to go. So we ended up going and, you know, the bugs were awful. My thermosel broke. Uh, it, it was oh kind of swampy oh and it was just an awful hunt. But she was like, this is fantastic. You do this every weekend? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm either hunting or fishing every weekend. And um, so I was really worried she was going to have a bad experience and never want to talk to me again or go hunting oh, no. again. <laughs> and she's like, no, this is great. I had so much fun. We saw some deer. We heard some gobbles. Um, we saw some coyotes and that I guess that made it all worth it for her which is you know when you take somebody new you want it to be exciting you want to be you know a relatively easy that didn't happen for us but the way I know that she genuinely enjoyed herself is she in August a couple months later she came on a salmon fishing trip with me so she's like I want to do this again take me with you on your adventures I'm super into it so I mean I guess that just really motivates me I wouldn't be where I am today without social media but also the fact that social media is bringing people who are already in my life into my hunting and fishing world right just I mean that makes me so happy yeah that's a really good point I think too it's for a lot of people that I've started to share and it's I had this conversation in previous episodes where it's like I started a whole other Facebook or an Instagram page um, yeah. and I was like you know what I'm gonna dedicate all that I'm learning in the outdoors to like this this Instagram page Mm -hmm. outdoors or Brie outdoors whatever I named it and I started um, I'm like okay now I'm juggling two Instagrams and this just feels weird like I don't feel authentic I don't it's not doesn't feel like myself like why wouldn't I just share this on my personal page it's a silly Mm -hmm. page so I started and I started to give less of a crap because I'm like why do I need to be so reserved it's like something I'm interested in why am I so hesitant on sharing it and I think for me it was because there weren't any women who I grew up with that were into hunting and fishing it was all got all my guy friends growing up but even yep, then yeah even then it was like why what does it matter and um same for me it's I, I followed Sydney was one of my very first um female outdoor figures that I really looked up to through she's so media. awesome she is and she is yeah. such a doll so sweet mm-hmm. and sincere um mm-hmm. and then I started it's, I found out that I'm, I, I realized, I'm like, wow, I'm following a lot more public figures in the outdoor space who are women than male. And it's, is am I, am I just learning from them what the way they're translating things easier or I'm just more attracted to that because it's obviously I can relate. So yeah, it's more relatable. Yeah, for sure. And so I think it's, it's so awesome that there's people like you who are out there who want to just be encouraging others to get into the same interest that you are and bring people back into your life who may not have otherwise connected with you oh thank you you're so sweet (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean for this to happen it just sort of kind of it happened on its own and I started following people like you said you did as well Mm -hmm. and I mean people just started following my page and I started to slowly gear it towards more hunting and fishing and I just I kept meeting people and opportunities kept popping up and I was like why wouldn't I pursue this so I mean it all just started happening and it's incredible right so switching the gears a little bit you you bring friends to turkey hunts and I do have to throw something in there it's true too like even today like I'm still very much a beginner I consider myself very very much a beginner me too and either even the other day my boyfriend and I were sitting in a blind that we put up um few few hundred yards back into our um property Mm-hmm. And we didn't see anything, but we heard a hen. We heard a um, rabbit in distress. I'm like, there's going to be a coyote coming. Like, we heard stuff, and that's what excited me. I was like, this is that's awesome. so exciting. Yeah, that's anything. the best. It's just seeing nature and being out there with your friends, your boyfriend, whomever. And really, honestly, for me, and I know we'll talk about this a little more, um, watching my dogs work out in the field. I mean, there's nothing better than that. I mean, it's the nature, it's the dogs, it's spending time with people. It's not about 
you know, killing an animal for me. Right. I mean, it's always an added bonus if we do, if we fill the freezer, but I mean, it's so much more than that. And I think people who don't hunt and fish don't necessarily get that or realize that. Right. So, well, let's flip it to that too, because I do want to hear about your experience hunting with a dog because I grew up with a black lab, but my, we, my dad tried to train her, but we kept playing fetch and we kept, <laughs> we were doing everything wrong that he was trying to do. So she was never our hunting dog, but she, I think was the best dog in the world. Um, oh, they're so sweet. I love labs. Labs are amazing. She was 15. She passed my freshman year of college, um, but she lived a well, full, loved life. Like She was such a good dog. But That's great. I would have loved to have seen her work. So what's it like seeing a dog, whether it be waterfowl or in the field? Like, what, What's it like hunting over a dog? Okay, so, oh my gosh. I, I could talk about this for hours. How do I even <laughs> good. bring it on? Like a minute or two. Okay. Um, well, so I started hunting behind my boyfriend's family's dog, Marley. And honestly, I learned so much. She knew more about hunting than I did when I started, of course. Was she a lab? Or is she a lab? Yep, she was a yellow lab. She passed away a year and a half ago, um, which was, I took it really hard. I wasn't expecting that because I didn't grow up with her. I just knew her like the last five or six years of her life. But she taught you Um, so much in that time. She did, and we bonded. And, you know, I got to the point after a few years of hunting with people that I built that confidence that I was talking about earlier yeah, that's and awesome. out on my own, which is a huge step for people. It's all fine and good. And like you go out with your friends and it's easy because they know what they're doing or you think they know what they're doing and they know more than you mm-hmm. taking that step and feeling like, Hey, I got this myself and actually going and doing that yourself is a huge step. And I think it's an even bigger step for females. Right. Um, so I went out with Marley. I I played hooky from work one day <laughs> because I just wasn't feeling it. And I was like, all right, I'm taking PTO. Mm-hmm. I want to go hunting. And I called my boyfriend on the phone at work. And I was like, hey, um, I'm not going to work today. Uh, how do you pheasant hunt? He's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I just didn't feel like going to work. And I really want to go hunting. The only thing that I can do right now is pheasant. How do I do that? He's like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. So we opened up our Onyx maps and we looked at um, a couple pieces of public land about, I don't know, an hour or so west of Minneapolis. Oh, wow. Like, all right, you know what? You're doing this. okay? super proud of you. Just kind of surprised. I don't think he was expecting it. Yeah. And he said, take Marley with you and just follow her around. She knows what to do. At this point, she is probably nine years old. So she she had hunted been pheasant hunting before. Oh, yeah. Well, that's they do that a ton in their family oh, and cool. they go out to North Dakota and South Dakota. Pheasant hunting is huge out there. So they'd go all the time. And um, so he said, just take Marley and she'll show you what to do. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I the dog's going to show me what to do. I don't know how to pheasant hunt. And she's like, he's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious to tell a hen from a rooster. <laughs> I mean, a hen is just brown and roosters have those bright, vibrant reds and greens in their well, heads like in like such a split second i mean that can yeah like to determine and so i took marley out and he was actually right um it's pretty easy to tell and so i got out there and i've just fo- i was following the dog around and she was zigzagging and i was like oh my gosh like that is she's, so cool she's looking for the birds she's on sense like you can tell when they get birdie because they get their nose is just glued to the ground yeah. and their tail they're zigzagging super fast and that's when you know you got to get ready and we actually found a piece of public land on our own it wasn't one that matt had shown me on the map and i was like oh this looks good let's try it why not and we ended up flushing three roosters oh my gosh i I all of them because you know it just all happened so fast and got it two of them and it just it didn't happen for me which is fine i was just so excited that like we found the land ourselves I went out with the dog and we saw three roosters. That's really so cool. So seeing her work and I just learned so much from her. This dog taught me how to hunt. And yeah, we freaky. just bonded and we went on all these. We went out together more than once by ourselves and just that bond. And I can't even imagine the bond I'm going to have with my own dog, Riley, when we start hunting together. And like I'm actually the one training him. And the first time he flushes a bird and I connect on it and he brings it back to me, like, I feel like I'm just going to start crying. It's going to be so amazing, you know? It's going to be awesome. We, yeah. and before we started our episode, we were talking a little bit, 
couple weeks ago how I just got a German shorthaired pointer and we're really so excited to get her training. Yes, and, I saw that. That's so uh, exciting. She is such a sweetie and she just has like such a funny, fun personality and I just can tell she's going to be so great. And we took her um, grouse hunting this past weekend that I mentioned and I showed her the bird and she just like launched on it. Like it's in her blood. Like she just yeah. knew. Like I'm they know. grab that. Yep, uh, they know. They know. It's in their genes, and my dog so, definitely has that instinct so in him. Cool. So, what made you decide, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna train him myself? Well, so I've been wanting a bird dog for probably, I've always wanted a dog, but I didn't want to be the person who got a dog in college just because I was working twenty hour weeks and going to school, and it was just too much, you know. Right. Um. So, I just decided. You know, I got this job in Omaha and I, I interviewed for it. And I told Matt before I went to Omaha, I was like, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you this. If I get this job, I already have a dog picked out. I'm getting the dog, you know, <laughs> tomorrow. So sure as heck, I got the job offer on a Friday and we went and picked up Riley Sunday morning, bright and early, um, just in time to hang out and watch football and just, That's you know, perfect. cuddle and get to know yeah. each other. But it's so crazy. My life has just done like a complete 180 here. So I'm just so excited to train him. And I don't want to take him somewhere, one, because I don't know if I could part for him for six weeks. Right. It's I can't even imagine that. Like we're going through that fun. I mean, it's not it's fun, but it's difficult. The puppy stage. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's biting oh. everything and like latching. How how many weeks is he? He's 11 weeks. How old is okay. yours? Yeah, like she's like 11 and a half, like 11 weeks, 11, 12 weeks. Wait, when's, when's uh, her birthday? August 9th. That's Riley's birthday. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, oh, so he's God. young and he's biting me and everything, everyone. I think he's like, he's split my lip open probably three times. Oh, <laughs> like, you should see my hands. I look yes. like crazy person I went and got my nails done which I never do it's weird that I even did that in the first place but I went and got my nails done two days ago and the nail lady was like what's wrong with your hands and I was like yeah, oh my god just I have a puppy it's nothing like yeah it's it's hard but it's so fun and I can't imagine getting or sending him away for six weeks that's such a long time and they'll like double in size and I just want to do it myself I've been reading a book and doing my research and Matt's dad has trained three dogs now he's on his third dog and oh, wow. he's been a really fantastic mentor I call him and ask him questions all the time about anything awesome. and everything so he's definitely like my top resource he helps me so so much that's awesome I think too it's like if you're going to be training your dog to be your potential companion your partner out in the field you're going to have that connection I feel like and people will probably listen to this and say that I'm wrong because I have, I mean, I have absolutely no idea, but I feel like you'll just have more of a connection too. Like you went through the entire process together and now you're seeing it come to fruition. Yeah. And I, I think that too, I'm in agreement with you there and I've never trained a dog in my life. I'm relatively new to hunting. I'm not pretending to know that I know what I'm doing. I, I understand I'm a beginner and I'm going to need help from um, people I trust and I'm going to need right. to do my research. Um, but I totally agree with you there. I think there's something to be said for doing everything together and not sending them away for that time period. And just, I think it's going to make it that much more exciting and so much more rewarding. Rewarding is the correct word. Yeah. Um, when he, that actually happens in the field, we get a bird and he retrieves it. I mean, and I just, the hard work that that came behind that. yeah, there's so much work and blood, sweat and tears that, that goes into it. And, you know, being a dog mom, it's my first time. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of well, hard. Me too, and I'm glad that they're literally at the same stages <laughs> so we can be exchanging notes. Yeah, and we can help <laughs> each other because I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not going to lie to you right now. Yeah, but no, it's, it's together, which is fun. You're, yeah, you're open to any types of training, any types of tricks or whatever it might be. So it's, it's good to not be narrow-minded and, like, people will think that they know you don't know what you don't know. Like people are just going to think that they could know something and then they're not going to be open to something that could actually work for their dog much more than they think this way works for their dog. Right. And of course, every dog and every breed is a little bit different and they'll respond to right. different things, you know? So exactly. So I have to let it go. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, 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 you're, you hit the nail on the head there. Like they're different, different breeds. Yes. They're both hunting dogs and they're both very um, loyal and they have a lot of energy and they have a lot of personality, but they're still two different breeds that have different characteristics about their personalities. You're so pointing dog? Yes. Short hair pointer. Okay. Yeah. So different style of hunting as well. I haven't really hunted much behind a pointer. I did once and it was pretty cool, but my whole family, like we have labs. So anytime, you know, we're up North at our duck camp or our grouse camp, um, there's like eight Labradors in the yard at all times. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We're all team lab. That's all we've ever had. And I don't know. I just love it. (laughs) So what's, so what's your puppy's name? Riley. Riley, that's right. You said that. So, are you going to train him to do to flush in the field and then also waterfowl hunt, or are you going to focus on one or the other first? So, well, if I was staying in Minnesota, I would probably more so do the waterfowl and the grouse. Yeah. So, I would train for upland and waterfowl. But since I'm moving to Nebraska, which I mean, well, I don't know what's in Nebraska. <laughs> it's a lot of corn. From what I've seen, it's a lot of corn. So we're going to be doing a lot of pheasant hunting for the most part, I think. So I think the majority of the training, starting off at least, unless I get other opportunities. I mean, I know they duck hunt there. If I get some opportunities to start waterfowl hunting, then of course I'll train him on that as well. But I think we're going to start with upland and see how it goes and do that for now. I think that's a good good method because if you're going to do both, and have to pick one or the other to do first. I feel like I would be more comfortable with Upland. Yeah. Because as a young pup, and I know, like, these dogs can endure the toughest conditions, putting them in the cold, freezing cold water. I mean, I, now that I have a dog, now I'm, like, being the mom, and I'm like, I don't want you to go into cold water, but I would get nervous. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I think, and honestly, from what I've seen, puppies have so much energy. So when they're young, they want to be running around, you know? They and if you're sit- sitting still. It's really difficult for young pups to sit in the duck blind, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen that. So I think, honestly, it's going to be better for him as well to be able to just run around in the field, obviously hunting, but, like, getting that energy out, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're getting your exercise in. I mean, of course, duck dogs are getting their exercise in as well. But as a young puppy, I think that at that stage, it's it's crucial to just be running and just be letting letting them work. I agree with you there. Yep, definitely. So what are some things you've done so far to train them? Well, we haven't done a whole lot. It's just things that you wouldn't necessarily think about if you're not training a hunting dog. I mean, we've been practicing going in the weeds or the tall grass and just walking around in it. Or, That's a good point. Yeah, getting them just familiar with how that would feel. Yeah, so when you're training them for hunting, it's not a surprise to them when they're you know, walking around in thorns or tall grass and it's uncomfortable. They already are expecting that and know what that is. So, I mean, basic things like that. um, We've practiced with dead birds at duck camp, like, you know, we'll let him sniff it and then he'll hold it and carry it around. We've tried the retrieving a little bit, um, but we're not trying to get too crazy because he's so young. He knows how to sit and stay and he sits for his food and he won't eat his food and he's like salivating he's drooling everywhere until I tell him okay <laughs> like okay is his word wow, and then he dives in that? yeah it's I'm super impressed no no I I mean Matt's dad told me to do that so I started doing that about a week ago and he actually caught on pretty fast but it's amazing okay. to me so yeah not a whole lot right now um but I think in the next couple months over the winter we'll probably hit some game farms and just do some super basic things I need to introduce him to guns of course before we do any of that right um which is a whole nother hot topic there's you know nine ways to skin a cat I don't even know you know I've I've seen and heard about how people do it and there's so many different ways to go about introducing them to guns right but if you do it the wrong way I mean it's really hard to reverse that yeah that's a good point so you have the books you have your boyfriend's dad what are some other resources that you've been looking at just to figure out different ways to train your dog to hunt honestly I've just been talking to people everybody I know that has a hunting dog and they've trained them and they're experienced I just strike up a conversation and I think I learn by like hearing things and conversing right more so than reading like I have the book gun dog and I've been reading that I just started I'm like halfway in yeah that I've heard is a good one people have recommended that to me as well 
Yeah, it's a fantastic book. So far, so good. I mean, I've learned a lot from it. And it's a lot, a lot of it really is, you know, you read it and you're like, huh, that makes sense. Why didn't I think of that yeah. before? You know what I mean? It's just very in informational, but it's also, you know, it's pretty basic, but it's very helpful for somebody who has never trained a dog before. Right. And just how things click. Yeah. It yeah. might not have made sense otherwise. Right. So I mostly just talk to people and I've, I mean, I've Googled stuff and I've watched YouTube videos on gun introduction before. And like I said, there's so many different ways to go about it. So I need to figure, I need to do more research and talk to Matt's dad and figure out how we're going to go about that because I'm not sending him away to do the hunting training. So, right. Yeah. And one thing too, I was thinking about was, is there a difference between obedience training and focus on hunting training but hunting is obedience like you your dog needs to know basic obedience because that's mm -hmm. all hunting is yep so, and go, go ahead. ahead sorry no I was just gonna say like do you even think about them being two, di two different things do you train them quote-unquote the basics or do you just go right into it so what I've been reading and talking to people I mean the gun dog book goes over this the first um, seven to 12 weeks of their life, that's when their cognitive abilities and their brain is still developing. And that's when they want you to start, which is crazy to me. I wouldn't have done this had I not read this book. That's when they want you to start teaching basic commands like sit, stay, heal, you know, just very basic things. So they're obedient. And when they go to do the hunting training, they can focus on the birds. They, they're not learning how to sit and stay they already know how to do that and they're comfortable with that. So right. I think the obedience piece from what I understand kind of comes first and then you slowly kind of mesh the two together, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's my understanding of it. Very cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now you're going to be training him to upland hunt first of all, but if anyone were to look at your Instagram, you're definitely a big waterfowl hunter. From what we talked about, it seems like that's really where your passion's at. Yeah. Would you say that's like your favorite hunting? That's your that's your favorite place to be is in a blind or in in timber, whatever it is. Or is there other? Um, do you bow hunt? Are there other things that you love to do that are just equally important to waterfowl? Um, it's funny you say that. So I kind of just I love everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of go. Yeah. Right. I mean, basically, I've been graced with the opportunity to go up to my boyfriend's family's duck camp a lot this year so I've been doing a lot of that lately I've been waterfowl hunting my brains out and I've also been grouse hunting um so I've I kind of just go honestly wherever my opportunities take me whether those stem from my family or social media um I just kind of go wherever the wind blows me um and right now that's been a lot of waterfowl and grouse hunting and I love it but oh. honestly, like, I could not tell you what my favorite type of hunting is. I just got my first bow this past winter, um, and I'm really excited about that. And I've been practicing a ton. Haven't, unfortunately, had the chance to get out yet this year just because my life has been so crazy with yeah. moving to Nebraska and um, getting the puppy. So I'm hoping to practice my backyard in Nebraska. I can shoot my bow there, which will be great. I'm going to practice awesome. all the time. Um, we get in the habit when we lived in Kansas, we got into the habit of shooting. Well, I didn't have a bow at this point, but my boyfriend would go out and I'd go with him and he'd shoot one arrow and that was it. And, um, I think we're going to be able to start that back up again, just an arrow a day. That's all it takes. Yeah. Um, so we'll start doing that. We'll do the puppy training. Um, and hopefully next year I'll be able to get out with my bow a little bit. Um, but yeah, I have so many bucket list hunting trips. I don't know about you, but I'm dying to go elk hunting in Montana, um, oh, yeah. bear, go to Canada for waterfowl. Like I just want to do all sorts of things. I'm so interested in so many different things. It's really hard to narrow it down to a favorite. Yeah, it's, it's like, where do you even start? Yeah, I don't know. And just like, I've been waterfowl hunting quite a bit this year. And I'm sure, you know, that's why when people look at my Instagram, they're like, oh, she's a big waterfowl hunter. And really, Yes, I love waterfowl hunting, but I also love everything else. <laughs> yeah, it is just the opportunity that's been, that has arose at, at that time. It's like, that's what's been taking precedent right now, because that's what you're able to do. Right, exactly. And I'm sure that's, of course, that's going to change when I go to Nebraska. I can't go to duck camp every weekend. I'm going to be pheasant hunting and learning right. the public land out there and 
using my onyx map and just kind of learning and you know i don't know anybody out there i don't know a soul so i'm truly this is terrifying i am truly on my own and that's why i got the dog so i have that companion who's also gonna love hunting as much as i do and we'll just be able to go out and learn together and you know i'm really excited for that but it's also terrifying to um move to a different state and the only person i know is my boss (laughs) yeah well i would have to say i think too moving to a different state i mean i just i grew up in massachusetts and Mm -hmm. my boyfriend is actually from north carolina and he moved up here it'll be two years in january um but we both moved to New Hampshire. I grew up going to New Hampshire, coming to New Hampshire. Our family has a cabin up north. Um, but never did I think I'd live here. Like, never did I think I'd become a New Hampshire resident. And I've heard it's gorgeous up there. I've it, never been. It is. Live for your dad's state. It is so beautiful. You can be mm-hmm. in where we are. You could be on the coast in 20 minutes and the mountains in 20 minutes. It's really. Are you serious? Yeah, it's really pretty spectacular. Oh, I need but, to get out. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Come anytime. Seriously. Oh, that'd be so fun. It really is. It's it's, and you get the opportunity to do saltwater fishing, and then like my dream hunt would be to archery moose. That would be really really cool. Oh, that's cool. And that we could like do that here. So it's it's one of those yeah. things where we moved to a state where there's a lot of opportunity, and I'm sure there is for in Nebraska too. But I was nervous, and I a lot of our, my friends are um, girlfriends are wives of my boyfriend's colleagues or his coworkers. <laughs> Sure. And I really want to find, although some of them or a lot of them have the same interests as me, I wanted to kind of make my own group, kind of make friends of my own. Yeah. Um, so I think for one thing for you, you, you say you might only know your boss, but join, check out like a Ducks Unlimited chapter or see if there's a backcountry hunters and anglers chapter in your area and then just go to those meetings and meet people. BHA is fantastic. It's a yeah. great organization. Um, and I'm definitely going to do that. And I, of course, being the social media lady that I am today, yes, which is exactly. um, I've been reaching out to people on Instagram and some people are like super friendly and excited. They're like, oh my gosh, you're moving here. You know, you don't know anybody like let's, let's get a drink. Let's talk about hunting. Let's go hunting. You know, people are super friendly and super welcoming out there. And, you know, I'm sure it's terrifying and I'm leaving in less than 12 hours now. Oh my um, gosh, you need to get to bed, girl. Girl, I know, but... <laughs> My boyfriend's family's here, and they're helping us move and pack everything up. So, I mean, it's just, oh, my God. I, I've i been hysterical all day. I just can't even believe what's oh, happening. I will thank you so much for taking the time to even talk to me. I mean, I'm sure oh that. God. Yeah, I was so excited when you, like, answered my message. I'm so happy to be on here. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I hope we can do another episode, too. And I, I want to check back in and hear how things are in Nebraska and how the dog training's going. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. So I want to ask too, and before we get off here, because I know I'm taking up almost an hour of your time, and I don't want you. Oh, no, it's totally fine. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask, when you're not training your dog, or you're in a blind, or you're outdoors, what are something that maybe not outdoor related that people can find you doing? Well, currently, the past couple months, I've been, so I was a chemist. That was my day job. Oh, wow. Um, I worked for a pharmaceutical company um, doing quality control for their drug products. And I decided I wanted to make a major career change. And all of my extra time and energy when I'm not hunting and fishing has gone into um, networking and kind of cultivating this opportunity that came up in Omaha. So I am switching gears. I'm going from being a chemist to being a saleswoman. And um, I'm going to be selling two labs, which I, of course to work in which is really exciting but I also um, get to have that relationship building piece and the more social aspect of the job that I wasn't necessarily getting before so I'm just so excited because I'm in my element I'm still I got a biology degree so I love science I'm still in that science field and I love the idea of working for a company that helps improve quality of life and saving lives so if I'm able to help a bunch of different companies do that I mean I'm just I can't wait. So, I mean, that's what I've been that's doing. So exciting. Yeah, I'm just like, it's so many emotions, but mostly excited. And so if I'm not doing that, um, you can find me playing my ukulele, jamming oh out God. to Miranda. That is the best <laughs> sound. I, it's like, I love the ukulele and I love the banjo. Like those two yes. different sounds are so amazing. Me too. And Did I originally- 
Yes, I did. I did in college because I was struggling a lot with my mental health and feeling lonely, which I feel, you know, I'm going to have to bring this back now because I'm going to be alone again. Um, I taught myself how to play music and there's just something so soothing about creating music and teaching myself to do that. Um, That was just so fun for me. And there's nothing better. And I used to be so nervous to play in front of people and sing in front of people. But now for me, there's nothing better than like a July summer night at the campfire. And we're just like jamming out and I'm playing my ukulele. I mean, I love that. I can just picture yeah, most people don't know that about me, but I just, I love to sing and play my ukulele, especially Miranda Lambert. She's my girl. She's my my home. Can you, you need to like do a cover of Miranda Lambert on the ukulele and just throw it up on the gram. Cause that would be the coolest. Should I? Yes. Oh my gosh, that makes me nervous, but maybe I should do it because you it makes totally me nervous. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do that. We were doing a podcast and it makes me nervous. So Yeah. I'm go. just like about doing things that make me uncomfortable because in the last couple of years, I mean I'm an introvert, so it's really hard for me to put myself out there like, you know, doing various things. And right. I decided two years ago when I started my new job as a chemist, I was like, okay you know what's fun? Being uncomfortable. I'm going to make myself uncomfortable as often as possible. And I've just, because it's more fun when it's uncomfortable. It so is. And, you know, I find things that I used to get super nervous for, like a big meeting at work or whatever with an executive, you know, that doesn't bother me anymore. It doesn't phase me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, imagine if I start doing all these other great things that make me uncomfortable and I do them so many times, I'm just like, eh, yeah, I'm going on a podcast, whatever. And I'm then playing my like, and singing, whatever. You should. It's one more thing, too, that it's like, yeah, I've done that, and I can do it again. Right, and it builds that confidence, which is so, so important. And it's honestly what I'm about is helping women build their confidence and whatever they're passionate about. I mean, my niche is specifically the outdoors, but really it's being confident in life and going out there and trying new things and being adventurous and, you know, moving 400 miles away from home because you want to pursue your career passions. I mean, right. honestly, I'm just all about that. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I, I'm really looking forward to this ukulele cover. So I'm hoping you do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, yeah, like I said, that makes me uncomfortable, but that's why I should do it. So it's happening. <laughs> I love it. Well, Amanda, if there's anything that you could just shed a light on or just one quick thing that you would want to leave with somebody about I mean, I guess your a big theme is for you is putting yourself in positions that make you uncomfortable. It's like, what is something that you want to share with somebody, whether it be in the outdoors, training a dog, or like moving five hours away from home that you would just tell them like your little piece of advice? Well, I mean, my big thing right now is the whole uncomfortable thing. But I would say, if you're afraid to do something, because you're afraid somebody's gonna make fun of you, or you know, mean people in the internet, there's so many of them, you don't want to post a certain thing, because you're afraid that you're not an expert in something. So they're going to make fun of you and tell you you're stupid, or you know, whatever, just do it. Post that picture you want to post, go on that new adventure you want to go on, go duck hunting by yourself with your dog, even though you've never done it before. Just go and do it. And it's not easy. And every time I go and I push myself to do something, that makes me uncomfortable and is new and unfamiliar, it gets easier and easier to do it, even though it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? So if I'm uncomfortable going duck hunting by myself and I go and I do that and, you know, maybe I didn't shoot any ducks, but I did, I set up all the decoys. I called the ducks into the spread. I brought my dog, you know, then you can be like, oh gosh, I wonder if I can go pheasant hunting by myself or, you know, whatever it is. I could just say, just, you know, do it and it'll get easier as you go. And the more you share it, I love that. And the more you share it with the world that something that you're hesitant on posting, it's like, just post it because there's a good chance that there's someone else out there in the world who is like feeling the exact same way as you or is doing the exact, I mean, heck, I didn't know you played hockey. Like, yeah, it's the coolest thing. So what if I was afraid to share with the world that I play hockey? It's like, not that I am, but it's one of those things where there's someone else out there who's just like you. Right. And I had a post on my Instagram a couple months ago. I went salmon fishing and none of us had been salmon fishing before. And we were all learning. And I asked if I could clean one of the salmon. Um, I'm used to cleaning like small northern pike and walleye. You know, I've never cleaned a 30 pound salmon before. 
So I cleaned it and, you know, surprisingly, it was shocking. My fillets weren't perfect. <laughs> really? <laughs> my gosh, imagine that. So I, my first fillet was terrible. And then the second one was a lot better. It wasn't perfect by any means, but I could have just, you know, posted my picture with the one fillet that looked halfway decent and called it a day, right? But I, I didn't do that. I posted my two fillets. One was like, oh, it was a mess. I mean, you can go back and look at it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> I, I knew what was going to happen when I posted that. But I wanted girls to be like, oh, you've never done this before and you're posting it and it's not perfect and you're okay with that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I can do that, too. And I got That's so many awesome. comments. Like one that stuck out to me was like, oh, whoever hacked the heck out of those fillets, you know, is an idiot or something, you know, like it was just so unnecessary. Who it's does like, that? Well, hey, guess what? It was me, the one who posted it. Yeah. So I said, it was my first time I'm learning. And, you know, crickets, of course, he probably felt stupid. Right. So I just like, I wanted to demonstrate that and any like hateful comments that were like vulgar or anything, I just delete them because nobody needs to see that. Right. But something like that, I'm trying to prove a point, you know, like, I'm okay with the fact that my fillets aren't perfect and they don't look great, but I, Hey, I'm out here doing this and I filleted my first salmon and it's only going to get better from here. And that's okay. It's okay to not be perfect at it. The first time you do it. Right. You can't get better until you start. Exactly. And that's what I'm all about. Oh, Amanda. Well, it's been so much fun chatting with you. I really appreciate this. You is so fun. <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time. And this is what I love about it too is, you connect with people across the country and you end up chatting for an hour. Here we are. Yeah. You just, just have a conversation, just talking about what we love to do. I know. I love that the internet connects people with their passions and you can come to Nebraska and pheasant hunt anytime you oh, want. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'll bring Maple once she's trained. Maybe we can get her to flush a few birds for us. Yes. That would be so Riley. fun. So Amanda, where can people find you? Where can they follow your journey? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so on Instagram, I'm Amanda's Outdoors, Outdoor Adventures. Um, and there's two underscores in between Amanda's underscore outdoor underscore adventures, which is super easy awesome. to say. <laughs> um, and then I'm also Amanda Outdoor Adventures on Facebook. But I was going to make the point that if anybody on here that's listening has experience with gun training and introducing dogs to guns, please send me a message. I'm all about learning. I'm not pretending to know what I'm doing. And I'm looking for all sorts of advice and feedback on that. So if anyone out there listening has trained a dog before, send me a message. Yes. Some answers. Yes, I need help. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Well, enjoy the rest of your night. Good luck packing and safe travels tomorrow morning. Thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you. You too, Amanda. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, bye. Bye. Man, I feel like a woman.